0: Hey hey hi hello and welcome back to another episode of the Aspiring Adult podcast. And this week we're going to talk about relationships. So, very wide-ranging topic about relationships. All right, everybody, hey hi hello and welcome back to another episode of the Aspiring Adult podcast. It has been such a wild week or wild week and a half for me, I recently decided that I was going to move back home for a hot minute. And when I expressed that to a few people at my company, they then provided me the opportunity to now move to San Diego. So for those of you that don't know, I'm currently living in Boston, which means that if I were to move to San Diego, it's moving across the literal entire country. And it's been really exciting. I am not rooted in Boston at all and definitely excited to get up, get out there and see what's going on. I will admit that the energy that I'm getting from San Diego, the energy that I'm getting from there is just very earthy, very rooted, which I think I'm... I 100% manifested this move, or at least an version version of this move, because San Diego, from what I've heard from people that I know that live there, and from my Google searches, and just in general what I've seen... Before I've even visited, I also want to put out there that I've never visited. I have a schedule to visit though, so that's exciting. Something to look forward to. Something to get back to the pot about. But it seems that people are way more rooted there. Rooted in nature, rooted in themselves. And I just was talking about how I want to unblock my sacral chakra. How I need to get rooted. And I think that this is... An immediate relief to that or at least some sort of calling for me to be there I don't I don't think anything in this life is a coincidence for me to have said that I'm not comfortable in Boston like I don't feel like myself here and then to just be offered the opportunity to move to a location where people value More than just sitting in a dark dive bar drinking beer so that they can forget everything. Anyways, love Boston. It's a great place for those that drinking in a dark cellar appeals to. Not me. I don't enjoy that personally. So, now that I'm moving towards or making some motion towards moving towards San Diego I'm thinking about apartment, whether I want to live alone, whether I want to live with people, the different areas of San Diego that I might potentially want to move to. Do I want to live in the beach? Do I want to live in the city? A lot of things to take into consideration. So I really am starting fresh here and leaving a lot of what I established behind, but also maintaining a lot of what I created in my move with me in terms of who I've developed into as a person and then additionally staying stay in my same job so I don't have to at least start fresh in that aspect. And I'm very excited. This is all very exciting to me. I'm looking forward to sharing my entire journey with you and starting fresh because when I first moved to Boston, I didn't have the podcast and it wasn't until about a year in that I started the podcast, and. And now we're going to get to move together. So, what's more exciting and fun than that? But I think that it's also another good opportunity to build relationships that I'm that are really soulful for me. So, that's something that I'm very much so looking forward to. And then additionally, just looking forward to rooting in nature and looking forward to being outside, surfing. I've never surfed before, so very excited to even start doing that. So that's first on my list. But anyways, very excited to get out in nature and meet like-minded people and not and not feel like I need to be some shrewd version of myself that I can't talk about spirituality and about crystals and about tarot cards and going to my psychic... And that goes into the relationships that I've built here. And that then brings us into the topic of the podcast episode. So relationships are a very difficult thing to navigate sometimes, especially with family. And... They're hard platonically. They're hard to be in a love interest relationship. They're hard with family. Everybody's situation is different. But I think at the same time, we share a lot of experiences that relate to one another. And so I just want to talk about a few of my experiences. And maybe you can feel some sort of relief in knowing that somebody else has experienced what you're currently experiencing. Or maybe you're just interested in hear about how someone might have resolved an issue that you might be facing. I I want to just share stories so that way we can all connect and feel like we're not alone in this journey of life. So I want to first start off by saying that there are three different kinds of relationships. There are karmic relationships, soulmate relationships, and twin flame relationships. And I like to kind of think of these as a dynamic trio in the sense that they're all different and they're all very impactful to have in your life. And you can have them platonically, you can have them romantically, you can have them with your family. And these relationships can also fade. So these relationships can evolve over time and you may grow out of a relationship that you're currently in. So obviously we change as we grow up which seems redundant to say, but as we grow, as we evolve, we become different versions of ourselves and is largely why people break up as they spend more time with each other. They either get to know the other person more or they get to become a different version of themselves or sometimes both. And becoming a different version of yourself with somebody else obviously is going to create some sort of friction in the relationship because you're not the same person that you were when you first started dating them and that's completely fine and that's completely normal. So beginning first with karmic relationships I like to think about these as our first love or maybe our first prom date or someone that we really wanted to have a relationship with typically romantically is how i think it's best to view all of these just being able to more freely speak to them and i think that might be able to be a version that people most closely resonate with so with karmic relationships those relationships exist to teach us lessons so this person comes into your life they probably come in very hot and heavy you have a very intimate connection immediately and you get so deep into the weeds that you kind of lose who you are for a brief period of time and then when you come to that recollection of who you are you realize that this person isn't for you so an instance of this for me is my first encounter with a karmic relationship was okay probably not my first. My most prime example that I'm willing to share with everybody is a relationship a relationship that I had with and I want to say relationship very loosely. A relationship is Let me just define what I think a relationship is, and then we can get into the rest of the conversation because I think that having an entire podcast about the word relationship is kind of broad. So a relationship is a connection that you and somebody else have, and that is the relation. That is the ship. You and somebody else have a connection to one one another. You talk, you communicate. It could be a platonic relationship, platonic connection. A romantic relationship, a romantic connection. It could be a family relationship or a family connection. There's also many other connections or relationships that you can have. Like for instance, you can have a relationship with nature. You can have a relationship with your pet. You can have a relationship with your higher version of yourself. Today, we are specifically talking about your relationship with other humans. So now that we have that out of the way, and that's probably something that we should have kicked the call off with or kicked the episode off with. Instead, I wanted to pull you in, draw you in, and be like, Sarah, what is relationship? How do you define relationship? I've been millions of relationships, both platonic and romantic over the course of my life. So here to share, here to let you know. But so karmic relationships often exist to teach us lessons. This is a relationship where you learn a lot and you either learn a lot about yourself, you learn a lot about a situation, and it's normally a roller coaster of emotions. It is fast and bright all at once, it is fire and gasoline, it is an entire roller coaster of emotions with another individual. And it's karmic because it's cyclical. You feed into it, you get back out of it, you feed into it, you get back out of it. So an example that I have about a karmic relationship is one of my first relationships that I had in college, actually. And again, defining relationship as a connection with another human, I would not say that this individual was ever my boyfriend, but I did have a relationship with this specific person. And... This was the kind of relationship where we met and it was undeniable chemistry. We were virtually inseparable. We made each other laugh. It was a lot of fun and a lot of people compared it to fire and gas. And so that fire and gasoline obviously burns really fast and really bright at the beginning. And that's exactly what we did. We were going to the gym together. We were hanging out all the time at our pregames, at the bar. We were Snapchatting all the time. We were chronically with each other and we spent a lot of time going back and forth about not really being interested in each other, but also being interested in each other and telling each other I love you within the first few months of knowing each other. Not even a few months, I would go, I would say it was the first few weeks, to be honest. And it was amazing and fun because I had just gotten to college. I didn't know. What real love was like. I had a high school boyfriend that didn't really amount to anything. And this was really truly my first relationship with somebody that I had no background on. I didn't have anybody that I had mutual friends with. This person was a complete stranger to me. And the fact that I got on so well with him and immediately had that chemistry with him... I thought that it was fate. I thought that we were supposed to end up dating each other and Miami of Ohio is a pretty big school, 15,000 kids, pretty big school. And for me to meet somebody that was the quote-unquote love of my life in the first two weeks of me being there seemed pretty unrealistic to me. But at the same time, I'm a hopeless romantic. I wanted that to be true. And so I bought into every every single thing that he said. And when he told me that he didn't want to be serious in a serious relationship with me, I decided to take it upon myself to not be serious back and actually do what he said and begin to see other people. And when I started doing that, I got a negative reaction from him. And as soon as I started seeing other people, he kept pulling away, which I guess makes sense looking back on it. He started pulling away and then I would get upset. We would get into these arguments and we would both decide that we don't want to be in a serious relationship. So it got very toxic very quick because we kept wanting to be each other's significant other, boyfriend and girlfriend without ever tying into that official relationship or claiming that we didn't want to do that. So that became something that was very difficult to navigate as an 18 year old girl. I had no idea what to do in terms of my communication with him. And it became very cyclical in the sense of, okay, I knew if I reacted a certain way, I would get a certain response from him. And From that relationship, it continued to snowball like that. And it was just a very toxic relationship. And I think we all experience those that you try, every time you try and back out of that relationship, that person does one nice thing. They do one nice thing and they erase every single other thing that they did wrong to you. So... He would say negative things about me to his friends that I was mutual friends with, would also say negative things about me to my roommates, and so while my mom was in town, he then agreed to go out and meet me out at the bar with my mom, and I was flattered. I was, oh my gosh, he's going to be excited to meet my mom, he wants to be serious with me, and it was just this roller coaster of fallacies that I built for myself, and I thought that him agreeing to meet my mom was basically a love pact and that we were going to get married, blah, 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 whatever. This false reality that I built. Anyways, so he did all those negative things and I still kept going back to him because he would do one nice thing. He would go and get dinner with me and my mom. That and all, that was like the most pathetic attempt at trying to maintain our relationship, and I acknowledge that what I perceived at that time is not necessarily fulfilling, but that's part of the karmic relationship here, and that's what I want to point out, is that at that time, I thought that's what love was, and I thought that's what I deserved. I thought that a boy treating me this way, and a boy putting me off, pushing me to the side, saying negative things about me, but then to my face was acting lovey-dovey and acting as if he wanted to be in a relationship with me is how relationships go. And it was in that relationship that I also learned that that's completely not true. And so in that sense, I didn't realize what I was learning at the time. I didn't realize that Sometimes things are not so black and white. There is actually a lot of gray in our lives. And when I say gray, I mean we typically have a dichotomy of people and or we typically see a dichotomy in people. We have the good and we have the bad. And oftentimes we miss that there's a lot of overlap actually in that black and white dichotomy of good and bad, those lines actually get blurred a lot, and it creates a lot of gray. There's a lot of times when we view people in a dichotomy of good versus bad, or black versus white. And... How I'm describing this situation of black and white is there's actually a lot of gray. So when you combine those two, there's a lot of crossover. So there can be a really bad guy that you're not supposed to be with, but he does one good thing and it creates gray. Conversely, you can be dating a really good guy that has bad habits that you don't particularly align with And it's gray. And that's okay. And that doesn't make that person a bad person. They just have bad habits that you're not interested in pursuing. There's nothing wrong with that. It just means that there's gray in that situation. It doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. It doesn't mean that that person is an insanely good person. It's just... It doesn't need to be so simple. It doesn't need to be, oh, he's a bad guy, I shouldn't be with him. Or he is a good guy, I should stay with him. There's gray in the middle. And I just want to go ahead and say that. And that is something that I learned in this karmic relationship with this guy that I was seeing my freshman year of college. It was a roller coaster of emotions and I didn't particularly feel great about myself. I didn't particularly feel loved and again, I thought that that's what I deserved from a relationship and that's largely because this guy that was not a great guy was doing some mediocre things that helped remedy the bad qualities that didn't necessarily align with my viewpoints and he's somebody else's person, and not my person, just a bad fit for me. But Overall, I chose to see good or I chose to only see bad. I didn't choose to see gray. And it was working through that relationship and resolving that relationship that I discovered that there is more than just black and white. And there's also instances of this with good people. And this is often why people stay in relationships with people that are very good people, but aren't necessarily a great fit for them. So I know of people who are in very committed relationships with their significant other, and it's a stable, healthy relationship. Their significant other is a very good person. They mean very well, but they don't necessarily have the best interests of their partner in mind or they do things that aren't necessarily serving to their partner or doesn't necessarily fill their love lang- their partner's love languages. And so that's when that gray comes in. And oftentimes you can work through those relationships if you're dating or married or in a relationship with somebody that is a good person but does have those bad tendencies. Of course you can work through those. And conversely, I wouldn't recommend to work through it with a bad person, but I don't necessarily think that people are inherently bad. Um, it just might be a bad fit for you. So when I say a bad person, I just mean bad fit for you. So take that into consideration. So we have these karmic relationships and that is what I learned in that relationship. And I continued to learn through other relationships. And from that first relationship, although it was not for me, it did not serve me. I learned a lot about myself from it. I learned a lot about relationships from it. And I wouldn't go back and change anything because now I'm able to see that although someone might be a good person, they're just not good for me. Right? So it doesn't need to be just because someone's a bad person. That's the only reason you can break up with them. You can break up with them because they're a good person that is a bad fit for you, which is that gray area. So, that's the first relationship. The next relationship is a soulmate relationship, and this is someone that you innately connect with immediately. It is a very soulful connection, and this is a relationship with somebody that you typically romantically end up marrying and platonically end up becoming your best friend. This is very controversial because I truly believe that we can have multiple soulmates in our lifetime. You can have a platonic soulmate, you can have a romantic soulmate, you can have a family member that is one of your soulmates. And this is a relationship with somebody else that can alter your soul and positively affect you. And it is just that. It is a mate to who you are. And so these are people that just naturally understand you. These are people that you don't feel like you have to justify yourself for. These are people that you can be yourself around and not have to put on any sort of facade. That you can just be wholly and uniquely you. With soulmates, going back to what I said earlier, not all relationships last your entire lifetime. And as you change, your relationships change. So you can have multiple soulmates in a lifetime. You can have multiple people that have altered your soul. You can have multiple people that have had a significant impact on your life. So by first saying that, you probably have experienced a soulmate in some sense of the word. And soulmates I would love to say everyone's first soulmate is their first boyfriend or girlfriend or their first true love. That person is one of your soulmates. And I think to go into kind of the corny memes of social media and present day culture, I think. If anyone has ever seen those memes about boys being so connected to their first girlfriend, always texting their first girlfriend, uh, I think it's true. I think that we are innately connected to that first person that we loved and that we loved so deeply. Your first true love is one of your first soulmates and a relationship that you will never look back it, or, I say that specific to me. So I would love to make the generalization that everybody's first love was a healthy, fruitful relationship. And I would love to make the generalization that everybody's relation, everyone's first love was... relationship that you can look back and be proud of and that that was a relationship that was very serving for you, was very fruitful, you learned a lot about yourself, you grew with somebody else and it just came to an end because there was no way to advance it going forward. So one of my very first soulmates was my first love which is my long-term boyfriend from college and he will always have a special place in my soul because we grew together over the course of our entire college experience. We met each other freshman year and we knew each other and grew with each other until senior year. And then a connection that is so deep that moves you so much and fills you with so much love in this relationship it fills you with so much love and you learn so much about yourself in a very healthy way. And this completely contradicts or this completely opposes a karmic relationship. So, a soulmate allows for you to learn more and develop more in your life and a healthy capacity. So, instead of a karmic relationship of roller coaster rides and fire and gas and Getting flying too close to the sun. This is a relationship that is extremely impactful and healthy for your development as a human being and for a development into your soul. In this relationship, I learned what it was like to actually be loved. I learned what it was like to be accepted by other people. I learned what it was like to be accepted into a family. I learned what it was like to Give love and get love back in my specific love language. And that's when I learned about really what love languages are. Really emphasized a lot about giving love as much as you're getting love, and that people feel love in a variety of different ways. And so I know that I've now mentioned love languages a few times now, and so just want to quickly go over what those are in case you've not yet heard of them. But The love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. And the way that you give love might not be the way that you receive love. It might be something different. So for me, my love languages are that I give physical touch and I give quality time. Those are my two big ones that I give if I love that individual romantically. And they also differ from romantically and platonically, I would say. So obviously, not obviously, but with some of my platonic relationships, I don't express physical touch as a love language that I give off to my friends. I don't enjoy touching other people. I'm not a hugger. You know, those people that you meet and they just immediately hug you. I'm not one of those people. I respect boundaries and I don't, I like, if you like to hug perfect grape, I love that for you. I'll give you a hug, but I'm not going to ever be the one that actively initiates the hug, you know? I'm just not that type of person. So, unless I'm romantically interested in you, then that is when the physical nature comes in. But with romantic relationships, I would say that I give physical touch and quality time. And what I would like to receive are acts of service and words of affirmation. So what I give and what I get, completely different. I would say that for my friendship relationships, I love to give and I like to get quality time. And I don't need words of affirmation from my friends. Um, I don't need gifts from my friends. I don't need acts of service from my friends. I just really enjoy being with them, being present with them. Um, and that's how Relationships differ. So, that is my relationships platonically versus romantically. So, getting into that soulmate connection and that soulmate connection that I had throughout college and even post college, that has been a relationship that I fondly look back on. And I still consider that person to be one of my soulmates. And I am very, very grateful for that connection that I had and that I still sort of have. definitely a unique situation uh, when you do have one of those really soulful connections because it is really difficult to break that connection off. Then after your soulful connections you have twin flames and unlike karmic relationships where you can have a million and soulmate relationships where you can also have a million twin flames you can only have one twin flame and this person, this individual is typically someone that you feel like you've shared past experiences with in a different life. That you are so in sync and in tune with this person that they match your energy completely. And there's a unique connection. So I would say my twin flame is my brother Nico And him and I are very much so energetically aligned, even though he would probably never admit that and probably doesn't even know what that means. But I'm an empath, and so I feel a lot of people's pain when they're suffering, and I feel other people's feelings while they're feeling them. But something that was deeply rooted in me and deeply connected in me is when Nico would get in trouble at school, I would almost sense that something was wrong. We just had this unspeakable connection between the two of us. And even when we're not with each other, it's almost like I can tell something is off. There's something wrong. There's something that he needs to talk to me about. And Those are the connections that I am talking about when I'm talking about twin flames. It is someone that you can reach out to and be like, hey, what's going on? You feeling okay today? Even though you are not physically with them, you're not present with them, you can feel their energy. And a lot of twins have this, which is why it's called a twin flame. And for me, I frequently get these TikToks of these twin girls. You have all these colors in front of them, like colored pencils, both girls have these same colored pencil colors in front of them, and they both are sitting between a divider, and so they can't see what the other one of them is picking up, and they both pick up a colored pencil, and they lift it in the air, and it's the same color, and there's 10 colors to choose from. The same thing is done with rock, paper, scissors. The same thing is done with shapes. I've seen it a million different ways, but... They consistently pick the same color, pick the same rock, paper, or scissors. They pick the same shape to lift up. And that is that connection that I'm talking about. That is that twin flame. You both share an energy. You share a past life. You share a past experience. And it is not something that you're able to speak to because you don't know what that shared connection is. You just know that one exists and you can feel the energy of that other person. You can sense what it's like to be in that other person's head. And... It's a very unique experience and when you get to experiencing it, it is honestly one of the greatest things because it is like you always have someone with you even when you are alone. So, those are the three types of relationships that I want to talk about and a very holistic sense of each of them. So again, it's karmic relationships, it's soulmate relationships, and it's twin flame relationships. And each one of those impact you in very different ways. Obviously, there are relationships that you can have that are more negative and that don't particularly serve you. And those are kind of difficult to diagnose. I want to do another episode where I talk more about relationships that aren't serving towards you. So in this episode, I talked a lot about relationships that positively impact you and that can help you grow as an individual. And what I learned from one of them was how to feel loved, how to be loved, what my love languages were. Learned from another one that not everything is black and white. There's a lot of gray. There's a lot of things that we don't necessarily detect. So, in my next podcast episode, we're going to talk about negative relationships and relationships that you have with people that aren't necessarily serving you or relationships that you have with family members that you might not necessarily have the best relationship with your mom or you might not have the best relationship with your dad or brother, but they're related to you. That's your blood. That's your family. And so you have to consistently see them or be with them or be near them or be connected to them the rest of your life and figuring out how to navigate that in a good environment where you feel positively charged. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Aspiring Adult Podcast. And this week, I really want to kind of see what relationships other people have had and if they've had a twin flame or a soulmate or a karmic relationship and what those were like for them. So thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.